This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Civic View. I'm your host, Chance Levins, and I serve as your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. One of my primary roles is to help facilitate communication between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we believe in transparency and we value civic engagement. And we hope this podcast will be a great opportunity for both. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Um, Today's episode, we're going to talk about the Planning and Development Board and some of the changes uh, that are in the mix for Crestview as far as businesses and residential zoning in general, what's called the Land Development Code. And to speak about those things on the episode today, I have uh, Bill Tonin. He is the owner of Casbah Coffee and The Heights. And he is also an alternate member on our planning and development board. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. No, uh, thank you. And I also have um, our planning administrator here at City Hall, and his name is Trey Dooley. Thank you for joining me, Trey. Yes, sir. Thank you. And so what we're going to do is we're kind of just going to get into this. I think I'm going to kick it to you first, Trey. Um, Why don't you give us kind of a general idea of what the planning and development board does? So the, the Planning Development Board is one of those is not really thought about unless you're in the middle of doing a development. Um, when someone comes into Crestview, they want to do a development. They say, oh, i got a piece of property. I want to put, let's say, a restaurant on it, for example. Um, there's a lot of things that are state-mandated. There's a lot of things that are city-mandated that say what you have to do to put that restaurant there. Um, the Planning Board is specifically... In, in this case, we're calling it the Planning and Development Board, but it goes back towards what the state has called the LPA, or Local Planning Agency. And the LPA was what we had some, basically right. the council was doing that uh, so at first? It was a mix. Um, it was based off of some, some of the older ways of doing things. Um, we redid the LPA and kind of revamped their goals and their targets of, of what we wanted them to, to accomplish um, a little more in sync with today's society, today's way of doing things, the way of business. Things have changed over the time. I mean, right. that's just that's that's a normal way of the world. Um, they're still they still operate as the LPA. By st- under state statutes 163-3174, but we added other duties to them so they can do the LPA stuff, but they also look a lot more at um, what happens if someone doesn't follow the LPA or the uh, LDC. Okay, so and that that's the land development code that you guys are currently code, right. reworking. Right, there's a lot of a lot of uh, acronyms. Yeah, and, <laughs> that's okay. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help explain soup. the uh, ac- acronyms. Okay, I think that's a decent understanding of that. I mean, we'll get a little bit more into what the LDC is as we get further into this. Um, but essentially, we have a board of individuals that uh, applied and then were approved by council. Right, council approves each of the members. Okay, and and. And so, Bill, you're one of the alternate members, which means that there's times where you step in and sit on the board if if one of the primary uh, members isn't present. Is that how that works? That's correct. Okay. What what made you decide? First, I want to ask you that, and then I'm going to ask you a few more questions. Um, what made you decide to to apply for the Planning Development Board? 
Well, thanks for that question. We had uh, two experiences now uh, working in the development of properties here downtown with the city. And one was back five years ago when we got Cospa Coffee Company planted here uh, by the courthouse. And that process uh, was relatively simple, but still it was quite engaging. Uh, we were we were just uh, rehabbing a building. So we had to have some interaction with the city and all went all went well. Everyone was very helpful. But then uh, then last year we developed the parcel f- that is now the Heights, which was an existing building and an additional building built on uh, next to it. So that process really was uh, engaging and uh, a bit perplexing. So sometimes we didn't know where we were, how many committees we had to see and where the process was. So we had a personal interest in understanding more, of course. We were committed. Right. So here we are. I'm excited about this board and being an alternate because so far I've been drawn on on there twice. And so some of my function is so that the board keeps rolling and making decisions as an alternate versus, oh, they can't meet this week or we don't have a quorum or, or whatever. So I love that idea and, and I want to contribute as a citizen to, uh, to helping the, the city work uh, more efficiently. And that, that alternate idea, that's one of the things that we recently changed based on past experience was we didn't have quorums. So all the applications that were up for that hearing that day, well, they got pushed for a whole month. Because they have to have a quorum, right? So, and with a quorum, that's that there has to be five, right? Yeah, right. You have to have five, so you have to have enough there to be able to make a decision on the code. Well, right. if somebody's out, which happens, then the the meeting just can't happen, and that's really not fair to the applicants, right? So, yeah, and it, well, it's not fair to the citizens. It's not fair to to right. our government in general. Us being able to have that quorum consistently allows us to keep moving forward exactly. with our government and we can get past some of that. Oh, well, I hate to target Crestview, but we often have to do that in this podcast because that's part of what we're that's, fighting is that's that yeah. old idea that nothing ever happens here and nothing ever gets done. And we just talk, talk, talk. And so I, I appreciate that, you know, from, from the standpoint of a citizen of this city, because I am, and not just because I work for the city, you know, oftentimes on this podcast, I'll say things and it'll, it'll, it's coming from the fact that I am a citizen here. And I love, I love the speed of which we are attempting to do government. Sometimes it's a little hectic, <laughs> a little. but, um, I appreciate that we're trying to move forward at a pace that's helpful for someone like Bill, who is who is developing and participating in our community by owning businesses and providing employment and also just enriching our community by giving us more opportunity to have things. Yeah. Well, that too. Come on. You're going to call me out on that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want to talk about taxes. That's a that's a late, late, late in the uh, series uh, podcast there. Um, But no. So. So, yes. And I'm glad that I'm glad that there are people in the community that are invested in it that are choosing to participate in this. And I, and I appreciate that you volunteer, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no one no one came to you and was like, will you do this? It was, you know, we announced, hey, we have openings for this board. Please apply. And, and you chose to take the initiative to do that. And that is one of the key things that we talk about oftentimes on this podcast is civic engagement. So I really appreciate you you doing that, you engaging civically with with us. Um, let, let me ask you this. So we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, the idea of, of you deciding to to start having businesses here in Crestview. So what made you decide to to do the first uh, CASBA? Um, when we first came to 
Crestview, and we moved here for military purposes. My son-in-law took our four grandchildren, replanted here. It's like, okay, I guess we're going to move to Crestview. Um, we had business on our minds and uh, had never started a business. I'd been involved in economic development. I was a banker and worked with chambers and such as that. Uh, and I was overseas at the time. And we, we looked around downtown, saw some opportunities uh, to start something. At the time, three of my daughters were still in the, in the area and my wife. And uh, they rented a, a space across from Coney Island for the first year. Yeah, right down at the end of Main Street. I used to That's go right. there. That's I right. remember. And, uh, you know, that was a little a little place, but it was a great start. Uh, we wanted to be coffee roasters. It was something we knew and we wanted to do more with. And so we, and Cressy was due for yeah. a roaster. So we launched it and, you know, made a lot of mistakes, but we made a lot of friends. City Hall was one of our, one of our group of friends because we were a block away. So it was really a great relationship. But my wife and daughters, they immediately got involved with the chamber and with Main Street uh, and with the city and got to know the county folks. It was like, wow, we were warmly welcomed. We really were. And at the time, there were a lot of empty places on Main Street, and, and there's still a few. And my, my background is economic development so is, and community development. So it's like, wow, there's so much opportunity here in Crestview. We just need to get a start. We just need to get things rolling. And uh, our, our, we're motivated by being employers. That's one of the, the greatest uh, goods we get out of this. We feel great. Uh, it's part of our mission is to develop our, our community. The biggest part is employment. And so to us, that's a big deal. And we stayed open during COVID, and we opened a bit, our second business during COVID, March 30th. So we just were all in this whole hog. And then that's, again, a lot of our motivation was what we can do. We can see the good that business does and uh, how it blesses people and the city and the community. So that's that's our motivation. And then we doubled down. Uh, we saw this prop, this other property it used to be the Cheer Zone building, um, an old, older uh, steel building uh, that had been vacant for four or five years. So we were able to get that parcel. It took us a few years to develop it. And uh, but then when we got started, the vision was was clear to us. It was an alternative restaurant doing our own thing. And we tell people uh, we're not competing with any other restaurant. We're doing a different thing. And we're really competing with all the business that goes down to the coast. Yeah. So that's a big deal. We need that. We need more of that. I mean, not to (laughs) provide more competition for you, but, you know, it's it's something that's that's constant uh, as far as the digital media side and the things I interact with and I see constantly is Crestview needs more restaurants, Chris, you know, and yep, we do. So, and, and we don't, as a city, we don't control that. People kind of get lost on that sometimes. That's a big point right <laughs> yeah. there. We, people get lost on that sometimes. And we get that a lot, you know, like we, we don't make businesses. We don't own the businesses. You know, I mean, there are thir- certain things that we do, like what uh, Trey does as a planning administrator to help increase the ability for businesses to come here, make it right. more right. Um, uh, beautiful, or I can't really think of the word at the moment, you know, just, just, um, something more attractive. That's it, uh, for businesses to come here and and develop here and be here. So I, I appreciate as a citizen, uh, the opportunity that, that you've brought with, with both your businesses and that, and I'm, I'm happy that you've been able to be successful. I'm happy that, that the Heights is is going for you and, and working out as well. Um, and I think that, that, that's some of what, um, 
being able to do that and us being able to to kind of make it more affordable for local people to start businesses is, is something that that Trey and his team have been working on as far as the this LDC thing, this land development code that we're talking about. So if you could maybe talk about that a little bit more, let's let's get in maybe just a little bit of the idea of the zoning that goes behind that and how zoning. that affects. Okay. Um, the ability for someone to build a business or, or make a business from another structure that's already standing and, and the ideas that you're going forward with that. So the, the whole idea behind zoning as a idea by itself is essentially you wouldn't want a car wash or a, a mechanic shop right next door to a residence or, or say Adams Drive or Texas Parkway type neighborhood. The idea of zoning is to separate the different uses so they don't conflict with each other. But there's also the element of your infrastructure, your cost per mile of infrastructure, where you want to make sure that you're able to spend what money the city does have on infrastructure to support your development in these areas where you're going to develop. So I would need to put in more stormwater or more sanitary sewer or more water services where I'm going to have a lot of commercial. So I want to make sure I zone an area where I have that infrastructure or where I plan to put that infrastructure to support those developments. Like you you said, I can't call uh, Bill and say, hey, I want you to put another Casbah right over here. Or I can't call Target and say, I need you guys to put a building here. That would be awesome, but I can't do that. The city, no government can do that, not in this country anyway. So what we have to do is look at the, the look at it from a different aspect. Okay, I create an area, I zone an area, I provide the infrastructure for those places to develop so that they want to go there. While at the same time I protect the small neighborhoods, the older neighborhoods, they have their area, the commercial has their area. So that's a real big idea with the zoning. Yeah, and you and you have I mean you when you talk about it like that, it's almost like black and white. Like this is specifically where we have commercial area. This is specifically where we have zoning area because we don't want to end up with something like a major industrial complex smack dab in the middle of, exactly a, of a suburb, so to speak. But now Crestview is this weird. <laughs> it, it is. I'm going to be real. I mean, it, we're we're a small town that grew really fast, but That's we still hold on true. to this this small town idea and this small town value. And we're we're kind of densely packed in a way like yes. we we are i mean we've I developed yeah. so much on 85 and and we've we've smushed ourselves kind of into this this corridor so to speak that's so correct we're running out of space to to have this opportunity to have just businesses here and just housing right. here so on that there's a couple of points to to it's like you're building a puzzle where the pieces aren't yet defined and try to put all this together and set it up for the next 20 years. Well, the problem is that Crestview has grown so fast. I don't think people realize just how fast Crestview has grown. And the history of where it came from has got us in the boat we're in right now. You know, I, when I started looking at the statistics, you know, everybody can pull these statistics from U.S. Census. From the 1980s to 2000, Crestview grew 94%. Then from 2000 to now... We grew 77%. So if you just take and just say 70% more from today's numbers, which we're over 26,000 now, there were, that's a population pushing the size of Panama City. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. It is. So, it's a big deal. And, and then you take a step back and you look at, okay, so Crestview used to be this small town. Crestview still has that small town feel, and we want to capitalize on and keep that, that small town feel. But 
Fort Walton Beach, for example, we always hear Fort Walton Beach this, Fort Walton Beach, but let's let's look at it. Fort Walton Beach has Mary Esther Cutoff. They have Racetrack. They have Hollywood. They have Bill Parkway. They have all of these corridors that are commercial. What does Chris you have? We have 85 and 90. Yeah. When you grow at 90% and then 70% over a 40-year span, you don't have the time to start putting it in to, to decide, okay, well, these roads need to go here. Because nobody's going to believe you that we're going to grow 90%. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that I would mean, be a tough thing to sell. Yeah. I mean, cause, so, Bill, when you came in, what, what year was it that, that you guys kind of like first came into the, to the area? It would have been, uh, let me see, it would have been around um, 2011. Okay. 2012. All right. So you, you, you came in. Well, that's kind of rough because, I mean, you, you came in like right after the housing market fallout too, right? Yeah, we, <laughs> we did. We did. And so some of the neighborhood, you know, the expansion of neighborhood development was being talked about. But we came, again, as a result of 7th Group moving you yeah. know, to Duke Field. Which is one of the so, reasons why so we had one of some yeah. explosion at that's that time. That's been very successful for Chris, or helpful to Crestview. Yeah. I mean, that's been and we, we appreciate all the, you know, partnership. I don't know if you call it a partnership, but the, the support yeah. that we get from from the military here. It's It's been important to help Crestview grow. And then, and then our our interest specifically has always kind of been in the downtown area, specifically in the CRA area, which has has seen hard times and just hasn't come back after the big box stores come to town and, and you know downtown kind of gets dies off a little bit. Right. So when we came, we I kind of said to folks, I said, man, when I drive down Main Street, this was about ten years ago, you know, it's kind of like, wow, there's about a third of the buildings that are operating something or maybe a restaurant that's open four hours a day or some other things. Right. There's the this you know downtown complex of city and government offices and there's some lawyers. And then there's a lot of social services and ministries. It's like, okay. And then there's a lot of boarded up buildings. And I've seen towns like that. And I said, wow, this town has seen some life, but it's not right now. No. And so it was one of those opportunities. From, to my mind, that's an opportunity uh, to grow. And so I would also say, along with zoning, and we've been blessed downtown with mixed use. So as we've wanted to expand into old buildings, that's been beneficial. It had a change, perhaps, from where it was. Yeah, and we're, um, we're trying to work on that right now, too. Yeah, so that, that's all been great for us. But that's been our kind of focus, as well as, as when we look at these codes, too. Um, there's been some ordinances that the city hall has been working on for four years or so, which have been beneficial to allowing restaurants and, and such as that right. to come in. And and a lot of economic development planners will tell you, you need some big, big anchors, kind of like malls used to have in the old days. You know, you had an anchor yeah. store in one end and an anchor on the other right. end. And then you could fill in all those little shops. So restaurants are, are one of those types of anchors. Right. You, you get people coming in to, to go to the restaurant and then they go, oh, well, I didn't know this was here. I didn't know that was there. Or then they, they get done with their meal maybe and they get an opportunity to walk around and, and take a look at the shops and things like that. And that's that's another thing. I, I actually have a podcast coming up planned where I'm going to speak with um, the CRA, uh, I guess the... Elizabeth Roy, I think she's the director. She's the director. Yeah, I didn't want to misspeak that, but yeah, and and with um, Sandra Wilson of the Main Street Association, so we're gonna get into some of that too. So, um, but it's and I and I agree with that, and that's a good idea. So so I, before we run out of time here, I, I want to give Trey an opportunity a little bit to to get just don't get super technical on me, but. <laughs> 
explain a little bit, like for instance, my property, for some reason, so real quick on me, I've been here multiple generations. My grandparents actually built one of the buildings that's on, or two of them, two different sets. One of my mother's parents built a, a um, restaurant on the south end of Main Street back in the 70s, I think. And um, then my grandfather actually has an automotive shop that he built on Main Street that's been there for over 20 something years. So I, ha- I have some life on Main Street there as well, or family history, but my property itself had got zoned. My grandfather got the idea that they needed to zone the property that we live in for commercial. <laughs> and I thought it was mixed use. And I found out that I was wrong on that when I came to work here. And I actually sat down and looked at There's a maple tree one that. day. And I was like, uh, why is my property? So I wouldn't even be able to build like that's, housing on, on my property yes. or something like that if I chose to I'd run into an issue. And that that's kind of some of the things that you're trying to combat, right? There's there are quite a few things you're trying to combat right now. And it's, and it's a history is of just Gretchen growing too fast for what they could keep up with. And the zoning map that we have right now, there's like your example, there's areas that are zoned commercial, but their use is residential. That's all over town. There's also some properties that are zoned industrial, but are used and have always been used as residential. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know, you know, it it is what it is. So what we have to do is try to step back and how do we fix it? Right. And what we did while we were looking at the LDC, you know, we're going through that and looking at it and trying to make some repairs to that. And we just said, okay, we're taking this thing and just, we're going to start fresh. We're going to build this from towards scratch. the future. Yeah. We're, we're starting fresh, brand new document from the ground up. But as we got through working with that, we realized these elements with the zoning map. And so that precipitated redoing the zoning map because we're also rewriting the zones that are defined on that zoning map. Right. You know, you're, well, you're, you're shrinking it down, right? You're we're reducing it, it some and trying to right. make it uh, make more sense more for the people that are in the areas yeah. and how it will affect them. We want to protect the residential neighborhoods, but also make sure we have the commercial and we have places for the commercial to develop. But if you think about anything, any nature of, of, of the way the world grows, there's a mix in between the two. Right. So we're working towards making sure we have that mixture there. Yeah. And, in, and it'll be past, helpful for us, right? Like we, we spoke about a minute ago where we talked about we're in this one corridor. It, it should help ease some of that right. pressure, right? It, it will. What we're looking for is we're trying to create this, the neighborhoods. So let's think industrial or think Texas right, right off of 85 where you're maybe a block or two off of 85. You can put the small, a small coffee shop, for example, or a small barbershop or a small real estate office, something that doesn't have a lot of impact to the residences that are there, but you've got more space for the commercial to develop. You know, and, and one of these public meetings we had here recently of a, of a lady that came in, her specific question was, what about this mixed use? And she says, in the past, I had this house, my front part of it, I had a little retail shop that sold, sold my crafts that she made. Okay. And she lived in the back. Well, over the years, she got told she couldn't do that. Well, well, that's what working that, that why not allow that? There's low impact. There's no need for her traffic to be on 85. It's over here. It's low impact. So there's just a few cars here. And right. There, but she's that not going to fill a parking her. lot up full yeah. of people. Right. She's going to stay there. She's, she's got access to her business, her, her residence. That makes life easier for her. It makes her able to use her property a lot more. 
why not? If it protects, so, but that's also why you need to protect the other neighborhoods where you don't want any of that element. So we have to create that separation while still creating opportunities. Yeah. And that's the urbanization element that, that we should have been working on a long time ago. Yeah, and and it's not a scary word. Correct. Some people no. think urbanization is a scary word, but it's not. <laughs> if you do it properly, and that's right. the catch, you got to do it properly. And and I think we I think we're developing the tools and we're building out a plan so to to do that. Involved. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good place for us to to end this on. I want to say before we go, the planning and development board is a public meeting. It's open to the public. You can come into city hall and experience it and and speak your voice at it. We also live stream it and we I monitor the comments during that as well. Um, and that is what when do we do that? It's the uh, first Monday of the month. First Monday of each month, we have that. And it typically starts at five, doesn't it? Uh, or six? Six. Six. Okay, six. I'm sorry. I know my job. <laughs> okay. So with that, I think I think we'll wrap it up. If you, if you want to know more about this, um, you can always check out uh, the community development services part of our website um, and uh, come join, uh, or not join rather, but come visit us for one of the meetings and and see what it's all about. And that, that'll do it for me. I want to say thank you, Bill, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And thank you, Trey. Yes. I would like to say for anybody that has questions, email us at planning at cityofcrestview.org. Okay. That's planning at cityofcrestview.org and you can get with his team and they'll uh, they'll answer any of those questions and that'll do it for us. And we'll uh, catch next time. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. If you would like to listen to future episodes, you can find them at civicview.podbean.com. That's C-I-V-I-C-V-I-E-W.P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. You can also download their app for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for your smartphone or tablet. Civic View is a public affairs program that can be heard Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. on WJSB AM and WAAZ FM. Our musical is produced and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And you can also listen to the program on our website at W www.cityofcrestview.org. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.